Welcome to another installment of Christmas in Quarantine. It's Christmas Past's impromptu miniseries of indeterminate length. I'm bringing you one new episode every single day until things get better with the COVID-19 crisis. It's like an audio advent calendar to keep your spirits up during these uncertain times. As always, I hope that you're staying safe and healthy, that you're practicing all of the common sense guidelines, and that you're taking your advice only from trained medical professionals. Also, I'd love to hear from you. You can always drop a line to christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com or find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let me know how you're doing and what you're doing to stay healthy and happy and whether you have any ideas for things you'd like to hear on these episodes. So far, I've brought you some readings of classic Christmas stories and a bit of old-time radio. Today, I've got something else in store. Back in 2018, I invited some of my Christmassy colleagues to join me for a challenging game of Christmas trivia on my YouTube channel. Lee Cameron from The Christmas Stocking, Tom Crow from Tis the Podcast, Tim Babb from Can't Wait for Christmas, and Joanna Wilson from Christmas TV History all joined me. Please do play along at home and reach out to me to let me know how you did. Oh, and one little thing. About halfway through, one of the players gives an incorrect answer, but I mistakenly said that it was correct. See if you can catch it. Either way, it didn't affect the ultimate outcome of the game. I'll come back at the end to wrap up and say goodbye, but for now, let me put your Christmas spirit to the test. All right, players, this game goes in three rounds. I'm going to ask each of the players a question in turn. There are multiple choice questions for round one, all come, all having to do with TV and movies. These are the shows and movies we grew up with, but how keen an eye for the finer details do our players have? Let's put their Christmas spirit to the test, starting now. First question goes to you, Tim. Tim, in A Christmas Story, when Ralphie's dad curses at the furnace, we, the audience, hear sanitized, nonsensical versions of his expletives, including which of these? He actually called the furnace one of these. Was it A, a sassy molassie, B, a Monday noodle, or C, a forfin snorfer? Uh, I'm going to go with C. Forfin Snorfer, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. The correct answer, Joanna, you can't steal a point for knowing this, but let's see if our resident expert on a Christmas story knows. The correct answer was B, a Monday noodle. Well, of course it was. (laughs) That was my third choice. It was almost bound to be Monday noodle. (laughs) I so didn't know that. (laughs) Now, I should say that no points are taken off for giving an incorrect answer. You can only ever gain points. The next question goes to Joanna. In Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Clarice sings Rudolph a song after he is kicked out of the reindeer games. What is the title of that song? Is it A, There's Always Tomorrow? B, it's always darkest before the dawn, or C, look on the bright side. No, A, A, there's always tomorrow. There's always tomorrow is correct. The next question goes to Tom. Tom, in A a Charlie Brown Christmas, after Charlie notices that his mailbox is empty, he sarcastically thanks which of his friends for sending him a Christmas card. Is it A, Lucy, B, Violet, or C, Peppermint Patty? B, Violet. That is correct. It was Violet. Lee, what is the name of the Grinch's dog? Is it A, Rex, B, Tux, or C, Max? C, Max. It is C, Max. Good. That's right. Question number five goes back to Tim. Tim, in Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas, what Ah! is the name of Emmett Otter's Jug Band? 
Is it A, the Riverbottom Bullfrogs, B, Emmett and the Critters, or C, the Frogtown Hollow Jubilee Jug Band? C. Um, actually, that is correct. It was. He's sorry, that's taste. correct. <laughs> <laughs> Next question is for Joanna. In Frosty the Snowman, what is the name of the magician? Is it A, Professor Hinkle, B, Presto Prestini, or C, Mr. Mysterio? A, Professor Hinkle. It is A, Professor Hinkle. Correct. Next question goes to Tom. Tom, in Santa Claus is Coming to Town, the Burgermeister Meisterburger presides over a city with what depressing name? Is it A, Gloomyville, B, Sombertown, or C, Fraunberg? B, Sombertown. It is Sombertown, correct. Next question goes to Lee. Lee, in A Year Without Santa Claus, who are the elves Mrs. Claus tasks with finding proof that people still believe in Santa? Is it A, Jingle and Jangle, B, Twinkle and Tinsel, or C, Holly and Jolly? A, Jingle and Jangle. It is A, Jingle and Jangle. Correct. Good job. Back to Tim. Tim, in Mickey's Christmas Carol, yes! his <laughs> character plays the role of Jacob Marley. Is it A, Donald Duck, B, Jiminy Cricket, or C, Goofy? C! <laughs> Goofy is correct. <laughs> Next question is for Joanna. In the 1974 cartoon feature, Twas the Night Before Christmas, one of the catchy songs reminds us that even a miracle, what? Is it A, needs a hand, B, goes awry, or C, takes some time? Say B, it's fun. A. <laughs> correct. Even a miracle needs a hand. Next question is for Tom. In A Miracle on 34th Street, what government agency declares that the man calling himself Kris Kringle is in fact the real Santa Claus? Is it A, the Customs Office, B, the Post Office, or C, the New York State Senate? C, the New York State Senate. That is correct. Okay, we're going to do a quick um, check on the scores. That is, the, we've asked 12 questions so far, so each one of you has gotten three. We're now at the end of round one. Let's take a look at the scores. Uh, Tim, did, or Lee, did I ask you three questions? I don't think so. Okay, I'm gonna, here's one for Lee. Lee, okay the little drummer points. boy, the title character is accompanied by a donkey named Samson, a camel named Joshua, and a lamb named what? Is it A, Boom Boom, B, Baba, or C, Woolrich? I don't remember this one because I, I, uh, it, it just didn't speak to me. But I'm going to guess B, Baba. And you guessed correctly. It is B, Baba. And that concludes round one. Taking a look at the scores, Tim has two points, and the rest of our players each has three. Yes, Tim's the only one that missed one. Thank Yes. <laughs> Moving on now. To it was a hard one, though. It really it was, was a hard, hard one. Yeah. I wouldn't have gotten it. Moving on now to round two. This is the hits by the decade. So these are the songs we all listen to every year. But do you know what decade the song was released? Now, for every popular Christmas song, I should say there are, of course, many versions, like Madonna covering Eartha Kitt's Santa Baby. In each instance, I am talking about the one that we're most familiar with. So I'm going to give you the name of the performer associated with the song, as well as the song title. All you have to do is tell me which decade it came out in. 
First question, let's go in reverse order this time. We'll start with Lee. Bing Crosby's White Christmas. Ah, the 40s. That is correct. It was 1942. Mm -hmm. Now we go to Tom Elvis Presley's Blue Christmas. The 50s. Sorry, it was 1964. So that was a 60s song. Ah. Joanna, Paul McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time. Oh, uh uh-oh. 70s? Correct, just barely, 1979. Oh, good. Tim, Andy Williams is It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Oh! uh, 60s. Correct, it was 1963. Okay, back to uh, Lee, Lee Eartha Kitt's Santa Baby. 50s? That is correct, it was 1953. Tom, Bing Crosby's Silver Bells. 50s. Correct. Just barely. It was 1950. All right. Joanna, Gene Autry's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The 30s? It was 1949. Oh, oh, man. Tim, Jose Feliciano's Feliz Navidad. 70s. Correct. 1970s specifically. C. All right. <laughs> Lee, Darlene loves Christmas. Baby, please come home. 60s. Correct. 1963. Tom, Nat King Cole's The Christmas Song, also known as Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. 50s. The Christmas Song actually was from 1946. Joanna, Bobby Helms's Jingle Bell Rock. Oh, boy. Um, 60s? Sorry, that was 1957. And finally, Tim, Perry Como's No Place Like Home for the Holidays. Ooh. Wow. Tim's getting the hard ones. (laughs) I want to say 60s, but I think it's 50s. And it's the last answer that counts, and that is correct. 1954, to be exact. All right, everyone, that concludes round two, so let's take a look at the scores. Tim has five points, Joanna has four, Tom also has four, and Lee is in the lead with six points. Whew. All right. This is sort of the lightning round. It's all general knowledge, and they are all fill-in-the-blank questions. Uh-oh. We'll start at the reverse end again. So this, Tim, is your uh, question. Let's do this. Noel is Merry Christmas in what language? Uh, French. That is correct. Joanna. According to the song, on the seventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me this. Seven swans of swimming? Correct. Tom, this Christmas confection was originally solid white when it was invented in 17th century Germany before receiving its familiar stripes. Familiar stripes. Hmm. I can no longer hear anybody for some reason. <laughs> I, went, I went quiet there. Um, oh, I see. Phew, I thought he was asking me and I just didn't notice. <laughs> I don't know. The answer is the candy cane. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> That's embarrassing. <laughs> Lee, a cake made to resemble a traditional Yule log is known by this French name. I don't know. It is the Bouche du Noël. I'm glad I didn't try. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten that. 
Tim, this traditional Christmas drink is made from milk, cream, sugar, and eggs. I'm going to go with eggnog. Correct. <laughs> Joanna, what is the name of the little girl in the Nutcracker? Clara. That is correct. Nice. Okay. Uh, let's see. Tom, in the TV special Santa Claus is Coming to Town, the mailman narrator character is voiced by what famous showbiz personality? Fred Astaire. That is correct. Good. Lee, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas was first heard in the 1944 movie Meet Me in St. Louis and sung by whom? That would be Judy Garland. That would be Judy Garland. Back to you, Tim. Who is the author of the classic Christmas tale, The Little Match Girl? Uh, someone who's never been in my kitchen. <laughs> That's true. He's right that about correct. that. That is correct. <laughs> it is also correct that his name is Hans Christian Andersen. Oh, I've heard of him, yeah. Joanna, your question. In Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the television special, at the Reindeer Games, Rudolph befriends, but is soon rejected by a buck named what? Oh, I don't remember. I don't know. Anybody? Was Fireball. 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 Okay. Uh, So, Tom, next question is yours. This brightly colored Christmas plant is also the highest selling potted plant in America. Poinsettia? That is correct. Okay. Uh, Let's see. This one is for Lee, the author of In Cold Blood. He also wrote the short story, A Christmas Memory, in 1956. I don't know. Anybody? Truman Capote. Truman Capote. Uh, All right. Back up to Tim. Um, This 1940 Disney film uses portions of Tchaikovsky's The Nutcracker Suite. Fantasia. Fantasia is correct. Joanna, what is the name of the town where It's a Wonderful Life takes place? Uh, Bedford Falls. Bedford Falls is correct. Okay. Let's see. This one goes to Tom. Tom, Christmas seals are sponsored by this nonprofit organization. I know this. Drawing a blank. Is the Lung Association. Lee, it's the the Christmas song that begins with the line, Come They Told Me. I can't remember. That's ridiculous. The correct answer was the little drummer boy. That's right. Tim, your question. Uh, Let's see. This traditional Christmas beverage of hot mulled cider is named from an old English word meaning good health. Uh, I thought it was just called mulled cider. Le mulled cider? (laughs) The correct answer is wassail. Oh, right. Joanna, this this singer-songwriter released the album Rocky Mountain Christmas in 1975. John Denver. John Denver is correct. Uh, Tom, the Muppet in the Muppet Christmas Carol, this actor plays the part of Scrooge. Michael Caine. Correct. It is Michael Caine. Lee, last question goes to yeah. you. 
This uh. Italian sweetbread most commonly contains raisins and candied citrus peel. Are we talking fruitcake? No. Oh, panettone is what you were. Panettone is correct. Okay, you give that to me. I was wrong. And then you were but right. But thank you. But thank you. It's all about giving at Christmas. Give him it. Give him the answer. <laughs> okay, that conclu- concludes round three. So let's take a look at the scores. Tim has eight points. Nice. Joanna also has eight points. Mm. Tom has seven points. Oh. And Lee also has eight points. Oh. This means that we have a three-way tie. So that means we're going into a sudden death elimination round. I didn't see that coming. Tom, you'll have to stick <laughs> this one out, but you'll be with us in spirit. Here's how it works. In the same way that we're going we're gonna to go from one player to another, each of you is going to give me an answer. If you cannot give an, if you give a wrong answer or can't come up with an answer within five seconds, you're eliminated. The last player left standing is the winner. Here's the category. In 1984, the supergroup Band-Aid recorded Do They Know It's Christmas? Name any of the bands that were represented in Band-Aid. Joanna, we'll start with you. Wham? Wham is correct. Tim? Uh, Bananarama. Bananarama is also one. Lee? Um... The Cure. The Cure was not. I'm sorry. It is now down to Joanna and Tim. Joanna? Um, Boomtown Rats? Boomtown Rats is correct. Tim? Of course. <laughs> Culture Club. Culture Club is correct. Joanna? Um, um, Tina Turner? Was she there? Tina Turner was That's not we there. Are the world. I'm sorry. <laughs> That means that Tim is our big winner. Now, for the record, the Duran bands, Duran. Duran Duran, Culture Club, Genesis, Heaven 17, Cool in the Gang, The Police, Spandau Ballet, Status Quo, The Style Council, U2, and Ultravox. Cool in the Gang? Are they cool British? The no, the they just happened to be there when they, they were just, setting it up. They were just <laughs> there, exactly. They happened to be in town. Well, thank you to all of our players for playing, and a big congratulations to Tim, who wins our prize. He gets to choose any of the non-winning players, including yours truly, to do some kind of promotion for Can't Wait for Christmas. Congratulations, Tim. And from all of us here to all of you, happy Christmas. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that, and I have a feeling that you did better than you thought you would. Come on back tomorrow for something totally different but equally Christmassy to keep your spirits up during these uncertain times. Until we meet again, let me remind you as always that Christmas Past is produced in sunny San Mateo, California by yours truly, Brian Earle. You can always reach out at christmaspastpodcast at gmail.com or drop a line on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you haven't joined the private Christmas Past Facebook group yet, now's as good a time as any. I'll bet there are people in your life who could use a little Christmas spirit these days, so why not help them discover this show? It's as easy as telling a friend about it or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Both of those are quick and painless ways to show your support, and they really do make a big difference in helping the Christmas Past family to grow. And if you do leave a review, I'll be happy to send you an official Christmas Past sticker along with a handwritten Christmas card as my way of saying thanks. Reach out for details about that. Until tomorrow, stay safe and healthy, look out for one another, and may your days be merry and bright.